Big news from the two biggest programs in the Big Ten. One quarterback out and one head coach coming back. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Locked On Big Ten. Everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. I'm your host, Nate Dickinson. Coming up on today's show, two of the biggest football programs in all of the country and easily the two biggest in the Big Ten making big moves. C.J. Stroud is out and going to the NFL. Jim Harbaugh is staying put and not going to the NFL. We'll dive into all of it right here on the show. Before we do any of that, though, a reminder to follow along with the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on Twitter, too. The handle is at LockedOnBig10. That's one zero at the end, not T-E-N, wherever you're searching. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. Let's dive right into things here with CJ Stroud. So Stroud decides that he's leaving Ohio State to head to the NFL, a decision that was pretty widely expected around college football but now he leaves behind a very peculiar legacy with the Buckeyes. And it's really interesting when you actually get into the numbers because on the stats alone, easily one of, if not the best quarterback in Ohio State history, but we'll get into exactly how he's going to be remembered. So I took a look at the Ohio State record books and I opened up the page hoping to find some sort of reason to say, hey, C.J. Stroud is not going to be remembered for how good he actually was as a quarterback. And those numbers were not hard to find. If you're a Buckeye fan, you already know that C.J. Stroud's name is all over the record books for passing at Ohio State. But here's just some of the numbers that really, really promote how impressive he's been with the Buckeyes. Uh, Stroud is right now second most passing yards in Ohio State history for a career. That's behind only JT Barrett. As far as a season goes, he has the second and third most passing yards in individual seasons over the last two years. That's behind only Dwayne Haskins, whose single season record is also a Big Ten record. Five of the top individual passing yard games in Ohio State history belong to C.J. Stroud. Five out of the top ten, including number one and number three on that list, if you were wondering. As far as touchdowns go, in a career second most touchdowns passing in the big or in Ohio State history, only second to J.T. Barrett, whose record is also a Big Ten record. In an individual season, he has the second most touchdowns in one season behind Dwayne Haskins, whose record is a Big Ten record. Only he and Dwayne Haskins have both two six-touchdown passing games and three five-touchdown passing games to their names in Buckeye uniforms. Nobody else has ever done that. In completion percentage, he has the second highest career completion percentage in Buckeye history and the highest individual completion percentage in an individual season from back in last year. And maybe the biggest of those stats, the most impressive, if you're looking at just passing yards per game, C.J. Stroud averages just over an even 300 of them. That's more than 55 yards better than anyone in Ohio State history. Haskins Barrett, anybody else. It's impressive, extremely impressive 
going through that list and realizing that he's at the top or right next to the top in just about every category. But what's more impressive is the names that you haven't even heard yet. Because yes, CJ Stroud competes with the best from Dwayne Haskins and JT Barrett, but even more impressive is the names that he beats in every single category. Names that we haven't heard him, we haven't heard from yet here today, like Troy Smith, Heisman winner, Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, Cardale Jones, Justin Fields. CJ Stroud blows them all out of the water with his numbers. And to be honest, there's only the one thing that he's missing. And that's the big game win. We mentioned it at the time. C.J. Stroud played in three games that really, really matter to Ohio State fans. Against Michigan twice and in a college football playoff semifinal against Georgia. He lost all three. And when you take a look at all of these quarterbacks that we're talking about, Ohio State having and Stroud either competing with or beating statistically, there is that one thing that every single one of those quarterbacks has that Stroud doesn't. That's a win over the Wolverines, if not a national title altogether. Stroud has none of that. So when you talk about his legacy at Ohio State, I think that he has an opportunity here to become known as great if he goes on to be a great NFL quarterback. But as things currently stand, he'll be remembered as a great passer who couldn't win a big game. And that's not fair to who he was, because he was more than that. The reason why he got that college football playoff semifinal game was because of how dominant he was in leading that Ohio State offense. C.J. Stroud did not lose if it wasn't on the biggest of stages. And that's not something that you can say about all of the quarterbacks that we've listed here. That kind of dominance over just about everybody else and winning every single game you're supposed to win in a big way is how C.J. Stroud should be remembered. He should be remembered as a two-time Heisman finalist. He will be remembered as someone who never beat Michigan. And as the guy who helped at least, which is a weird word to say in this context, but helped put the rivalry back in the hands of the Wolverines. And when you talk about what Buckeyes fans really care about, and when you talk about what's come before C.J. Stroud here, it's a reputation that is not fair, but it's one that he knew he was potentially walking into when he stepped on the field and put on the uniform, and I would imagine he wouldn't have it any other way. I know if you asked him, he would tell you he wouldn't want the expectations to be any lesser on him going into those big games. So C.J. Stroud now closes the book on his Ohio State career and decides to open up a new one in the NFL. If he can become a great NFL quarterback, then I think his legacy, even as an Ohio State quarterback, becomes a bit restored because he's going to be at the top of the record books for a little bit here, and he's going to be, if he pans out, showing up people at the next level too, which is not something certainly that all of these Ohio State quarterbacks have done before him. So that's his chance to not save his legacy. His legacy doesn't need saving, but establish himself as a legitimate, one of the all-time greats in Ohio State football history. Without having beaten Michigan in a national title, it's hard to do, but this guy had the kind of numbers where he can make sure that he has himself known for a long time at that school. 
All right, we're going to get back to more here in just a minute. Talk about Jim Harbaugh, who is not leaving, staying at the University of Michigan. So what happened? And is it going to keep happening every single start of the offseason? We'll get into that in just a minute right here on Locked On Big Ten. Before we do any of that, though, if you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories that go with it, then I'm guessing you'll be liking a Built Bar. If you head on over to Built.com right now, you can see what I'm talking about. This is the place to go if you're trying to get that New Year's resolution really in gear because this stuff tastes great while at the same time having just 130 calories per bar, only 4 grams of sugars per bar, and 17 grams of protein packed into each one. So if you head on over to Built.com right now, you can see what I'm talking about and try out all of their new flavors too. I'm talking churro. I'm talking peanut butter brownie. I'm talking coconut almond. All sorts of new flavors that are going to get to your taste buds and have you hooked on Built Bar. If you go just over to the website right now and try it out, it's Built.com, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar and can help you get through the day or get to your goals in the new year too. All right, let's take another look here at what's going on in Big Ten football. On the other side of this rivalry, the Michigan Wolverines still have a head coach, which I didn't think was something that was going to be so up in the air at the end of this season, just maybe a few months ago. But I guess I can't say it's unexpected that rumors surrounding Jim Harbaugh continue to circle. So what actually happened here? We know facts. We know he was talking to the Denver Broncos. We know that there had been rumors of this stuff going on for a little while now here at the end of the season. And we know that Jim Harbaugh in talking about this stuff over the last couple of weeks had been less than committal about returning to Michigan. So what was actually going on in his head? I will say, I do believe that Jim Harbaugh is not doing some sort of money grab here, which I think is kind of obvious maybe. But there is always that conversation whenever something like this happens and reports come out that result in nothing. People will throw out, whether it's a player, a coach, anything, that, you know what, he just wants to put his name out there so he can get more money. And that's fair. That happens. I get it. No doubt about it. But at the same time, I really do believe that that's not what happens in the case of Jim Harbaugh here. Jim Harbaugh is someone who is not only a Michigan man, but is a passionate guy and I think genuinely caring about how he would leave this school if he decided to leave it. So when he comes out and isn't as committal as what he had been previously near the end of this season, and these rumors start to come out about him talking to the Denver Broncos and other things, I mean, that obviously, the talks were legit. That was all reported. But I believe he's legitimately waffling this in his head going back and forth and trying to figure out, okay, what do I want to do here? I really do think that when he says, I'm not sure what I'm doing next year, that's not him saying, oh, I, I'm going to leave, but I just obviously can't say it right now. I, I believe that's him really saying, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next year. And I believe that in the last two off seasons, he has had a legit sit down and had to have a conversation with himself and I'm sure family and people too about, all right, what do we want to do next because I do think Jim Harbaugh has that NFL itch in him. And I think that if we've learned anything over the last couple of years of going through this as Michigan fans or just observers on the outside, it's that the itch to coach again in the NFL is still there for Harbaugh. Again, if he was just messing around, he wouldn't be messing around with the job that he has at Michigan. 
it's still a dream job for him, even if he does decide to leave it and pursue something else at some point. But I think if you're learning something from this, you have to learn that Jim Harbaugh is not going to be at Michigan forever. At some point, he will go and feel that urge strongly enough to go try it at the NFL again, too. I think that's something that's just become obvious, is that that desire is real, whether or not he takes it this year, next year, or 10 years down the road. So I think if you're a Michigan fan, what you have to at least be able to accept is that our coach is probably going to have a better opportunity for him, he believes, that he takes at some point. Now, what you also have to accept if you're a Michigan fan, though, is that even if he does come out and say for the next three, five years, hey, I'm staying at Michigan, like, let's say I'm right, which I like to think I am. Let's say I'm right and Jim Harbaugh is going to the NFL, but he says, you know what, I've done this for the last two off seasons at Michigan. I don't want to try and disrupt what the Wolverines are building with all of this drama. So, you know what, I'll look at the NFL again, but for the next three years, I'm done with it. I'm going to just tell everyone, hey, I'm a Michigan guy. I'm a Michigan guy. I'm a Michigan guy. Even if he did that, even if he went to the podium every time and said, hey, I'm staying, the NFL still wants Jim Harbaugh. And when you're one of those unique coaches that is a college coach that can also be pulled to the NFL too, and that the NFL actually wants, there's going to be those rumors, especially in the NFL where everyone's always talking about it. And it's the biggest sport in the country. There are going to be the rumors every single season that Jim Harbaugh could be a candidate for a job. And people are looking at Jim Harbaugh as potentially the next head coach of this and that. And people saying just, hey, Jim Harbaugh would be a good fit at that spot, even if there's nothing behind it. That's going to happen. You have a coach that's in demand at multiple levels. If he was just a college coach, no problem here. You're not really worried. He's not leaving Michigan to go to somewhere else. This is your guy for life. But this is a guy who also has a lure in the NFL. So with that, you get yourself, well, with whoever gets fired in the head coaching carousel, at least five or six jobs that are going to be directly competing with the Michigan football job every single season as long as Harbaugh's there. I think Michigan fans can accept that. It's not going to be easy, I'm sure, if Harbaugh just keeps on saying, hey, I'm staying, and everybody else keeps saying, well, what if he leaves? Michigan fans, to be honest, should be used to it by now. And I think that at the very least, these last couple of years have gotten you maybe a little bit of an insight into what's going on in Jim Harbaugh's head. He's a Michigan man, and he doesn't take leaving this job lightly at all. But I think he's shown that, if nothing else, that desire to coach the NFL is at some point going to draw him back there. So we have the quarterback gone at Ohio State. We have the coach returning for Michigan. Tides just keep on shifting back in that Wolverine direction. We'll see, of course, how all of that translates next time the two teams meet on the field next fall. It's a long way until then, though, and we've got a whole lot of Big Ten basketball and other things to tell you about here as we continue on Locked On Big Ten, where you get everything you need to know about the conference every day of the week. I'm going to wrap up the show right now here with a look at everything in news from around the Big Ten Conference. First off, Big Ten Players of the Week. In men's basketball, Rutgers' Cam Spencer is the co-player of the week, as well as Purdue's Fletcher Lawyer, who wins co-player of the week and freshman of the week in the Big Ten. Lawyer finished with 27 points in a win against Nebraska. That was the most by a freshman in Purdue 
history. And for Spencer, six three-pointers and the go-ahead three with 15 seconds to play against Northwestern. That was in a 23-point game. He averaged 22 points on the week. That's Cam Spencer of Rutgers and Purdue's Fletcher Lawyer, your two Big Ten players of the week. Also in wrestling, Liam Cronin of Nebraska is your men's wrestler of the week. And we have news on the volleyball court. Aaron Virtue has been named the Michigan head volleyball coach, an offensive coordinator for USA volleyball team, but more importantly, also the director of the USA development program, which handles ages 15 through 23. If you're thinking about it, that's a whole lot of Michigan recruits that are already knowing and going to get to know new head coach Aaron Virtue, Michigan volleyball playing chess out there. Also, another news, uh, concerning news, COVID-19 is back and affecting the Big Ten schedule. Northwestern will not play Iowa today due to a COVID-19 outbreak within the Wildcats team. Northwestern says they do not have the players to play in that game. NCAA rules require you to have seven players ready to dress to participate. We'll see what ends up happening with that matchup, if it will end up being rescheduled or not, of course, we will keep an eye on, and of course, we will keep an eye on Northwestern and the Wildcats' COVID situation on Locked On Big Ten. Now that you're done here on Locked On Big Ten, be sure to head over to Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton have everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. That'll do it for Locked On Big Ten here today. I'm Nate Dickinson. Be sure to follow along wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube and on Twitter. It's at Locked On Big Ten. One zero when you're typing it out at the end, not T-E-N. I'm Nate Dickinson at Nate with Sports. We'll talk tomorrow.